Turn up the volume more. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And I'm Joan of Heart. And you might know Joe from her uh, stellar demos. She's done a few. Uh, so far, I think two of the animated ones. Oh, I've done three so far, and I'm working three on the fully, fourth one. Oh, right. The Ahool. Mm. The, the uh, Reflector. Reflector? It's the sunlight. The sunlight. It's the uh, Flatwoods uh, from Topa Effects. It's the uh, the one that you did too, which was the Bookworm Effects, the David Foster Wallace, which I love that one. I love that <laughs> pedal. I, yeah, I love that too. You always mm-hmm. told me about it. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool one day. And then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, I totally understand why when I was asking her, hey, you know, do you want to let that go? I'll buy you. You're like, no, I'm keeping nope. it. <laughs> no, sorry. Not selling that no, one. I understand now. I totally understand. And then the one I'm working on now is, uh, again, another Old Blood Noise Endeavors pedal, which is the uh, the Maw, which mm-hmm. is a vocal processor kind of vocal effects pedal. So I'm excited about that. But it also I'm having to rethink how I film because I am singing all of this kind of acapella with the effects on my voice. So rather than it being in a mix, you really hear in real time with like music lyrics that we all know, like classics, like mm-hmm. try to emulate that kind of effect on my voice. So as a singer in a tribute band or just you want to get creative, hey, that'd be cool. So yeah, here goes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I've never seen people use it live. Sunday Crush didn't use it live, um, partially because we had just really and when the few times we tried to use it, the sound people weren't as patient with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, yeah, so like we we've used it in practice just fine, and we take it to the venue, and then like something is something is weird. So I have to like make note of what we're doing <laughs> in the venue. That I mean, in our practice space that we can maybe just help um, help the sound people out because it's not yeah, a normal last, thing. <laughs> yeah. The last thing you want to do is to start like a sound war on stage with the sound guy. <laughs> yeah. No sound people, like they usually work pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. And, you know, no, they, I don't want to make their there. life harder. <laughs> nah, they're there. They're there to help you. I know that mm-hmm. we, 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 we rib each other a lot, sound folk and, and the musicians, but I, I hope it's, I hope it's a love. I hope it's a mutual respect and love. Um, I, sometimes <laughs> I remember on TikTok I saw, uh, the sound is, I forget what the prompt was, but it was one of those stitches. Like, like what's something that would surprise other people in your industry or something like that? Or what's a weird little flex mm-hmm. you do at work or something. And a sound person um, was basically like, when you ask for more of you, we don't actually do anything. And uh, eventually you're just like, yeah, that's good. And I responded. <laughs> yeah, we well know, we, we know, we know you're doing that. We just get tired of asking. <laughs> just give up. We just give up. Actually. Yeah. We just give up. <laughs> They're like, Oh, it's not going to happen. All right. Um, show must go yeah. on. I guess we're just going to do this <laughs> because if not more of me than just less of everything else. <laughs> yes. You know, stage, <laughs> stage volume is an interesting kind of, you know, it's a balance. So it's, it's hard uh, yes. to, to get, just right sometimes um because sometimes videos will be like we want the stage volume really low and then you turn everything down and then you can't monitor from like your amp as well so you ask for more in the wedges yeah. then the wedges bounce back and they hit like various microphones 
we we were pl- when Jeff played Jeff played um, a show at the Sunset. It was our homecoming show. Um, at one point, we had no idea why, but it, it felt like the bass was reverberating through everything else, which wasn't how it was in Soundcheck. It was the second no gig we played where everything was like aces and Soundcheck, yeah. and then I guess the settings just didn't get saved right. But I was, I think it might have been. Like I was convinced at the time that it was the drummer's monitor bleeding into his snare mic, and then he's like, "They yeah, didn't mic my snare," it. but they didn't mic his snare. I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." Oh, it was obviously yeah. going through somebody's mic, and he didn't have a vocal mic. It wouldn't have been going through his kick mic. It was just, mm. ugh, ugh. it was one of the worst sounds I ever heard. It was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. it was not a good sound, but it got That's fixed. Nice. It got fixed. I was like, oh, yes. Um, that's another one on the board for in-ear monitors whenever you can. Jake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I can get as much bass as I want without affecting – or whatever I want without affecting anything else. Yeah, that sounds that's great. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been looking – I definitely want to look into a pair just because yeah. I try to knock out these monitors here when I go condenser because I always have to – when I at least stream live – um, I kind of have that problem of mitigating through like a Yeti microphone, which has like a high gain, like squeal. But at the same time, if I'd use my condenser to talk or do anything, then the monitors start to feedback and I'm like, I gotta find a way around this. <laughs> yeah. Condenser mics are great in quiet studio environments. Wonderful. And frankly, yeah. that's what I'm using right now that you cannot see dear viewer because it's going to be off of the side of the crop, but I use a, a blue spark, um, Wait, no, I don't know. It's it's a blue... Oh my goodness gracious. I think it's a Spark SL. It's the, okay. the blackout uh, color of that. Um, also, I love that blue microphones doesn't actually mean the color. It's like an... It's an acronym. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, Yetis are great for plug-and-play microphones, and they do have some, like, higher-end versions um, and I used the uh, Yeti at the pot when the podcast began. Now I'm using, they also have just great standard XLR mics that people, they don't promote them as much as they used to, but I feel like they're, they're kind of sleepers. They sound, I like, I like this one. Viewer, let me know if you like this one, <laughs> but yeah, any, any feedback, <laughs> Yeah. Any anything out of these monitors gets picked up in that, and uh, yeah, the condenser will pick up everything. Like the, you know, the cat will be prancing down the stairs, and it'll pick up that. <laughs> oh yeah, I had this um, the window down here open, and you, I mm-hmm. feel like you could hear the the Traeger upstairs because we're. Uh, I'm not going to okay. talk about it too much, but we're smoking a brisket. Um, I have my mom in town. Oh, very nice. So yeah, she wanted to see what what Rick's got. And so I was trying to flex those, uh, flex those bars, cooking those pitmaster, <laughs> pitmaster muscles. He's like, it's funny, it's great. The Traeger does all the work. Not sponsored by Traeger. I wish. No, just having I mean, I remember when you were talking about all the controls on that. And I was like, oh man, that would be a set it and forget it kind of like uh, cooking yeah. scenario with all the temperatures and everything. Hold on, let me set it up on my app. Okay, if only, if only mixing, <laughs> if only mixing music was this easy. Yes, I wish. <laughs> so oh my god, dude, do you use any like VST plugins when when you're um, recording and stuff? Um. 
I think the only kind of plugins I've used is pretty much the UA ones, like the uh, mm-hmm. preamp and the uh, compressor uh, going in recording into Logic. But other than that, I haven't dabbled too much uh, with any of the VSTs. I think the only ones that I have, which was I think from Waves, is the Kramer mm. tape uh, saturation. And I've started to put that on the basically the mastering uh, stereo out you know, on everything. Yeah. And it really does sound nice and stereo, really saturating and widening uh, kind ah. of the spread. So I started to do that. And also it sounds great on group drums. That is oh, probably cool. the, yeah, on the, on the, that one that I got recently, um, that was really great. So I immediately noticed that on drums. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> nice. So I'm excited to use that going forward. That's good to know because I just got um, Easy Drummer 3 which is also just extremely stupidly easy to use. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I definitely want to ask you about that because I've actually looked yeah. into that stuff too. Yeah, it has like a bunch of different kit style, a couple comes stock with a few different kit styles, mm-hmm. a lot of different beats. You can search for four different ones. You can like move things around. You can incorporate, you can like once you have like your line of MIDI beats, you can even insert like randomization mm-hmm. or hu- oh, nice. humanization as well. Uh, so it doesn't sound as like sterile as yeah. something might sound. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really just learning it. I'm really hoping to record something this weekend, but I don't know if it's gonna like. I, I don't know. I might. Yeah, mom's sit down. I, yeah, it might be. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might. I might should just like demo a fuzz pedal or something that's a little bit more like That'd be fun. Yeah, natural, less editing in post because like capturing the audio from the computer. Thankfully, it's easy to do with with my uh, Studio eighteen ten C interface because it has a loopback feature, mm-hmm. so I can separately capture. Like I can re- screen record Studio One, capture that audio. Um, as well as a microphone, but I might, um, I have this little lav mic, so I might just use that instead. Just keep that vocals and the computer audio completely separate. Yeah. I think that's going to be best at least as far as mix goes. So obviously you have the, you know, the sound of the music you're recording and then your vocals, it's not going to mix and then you're going to have bleed Mm -hmm. and that. Yeah. But I just, um, I got uh, a few virtual instruments. I have the, the machine. I think it's like Mark two if not Mark three, but, um, so I've been really playing with virtual instruments and stuff like virtual drumming. I was doing some virtual drumming and we hadn't turned off our security system. And down here I have like a window break sensor in case somebody just breaks the window instead of sliding it open. Uh, (laughs) I was using like a a Prince inspired drum kit because of course, of fucking course I of have course. to. Of course you have to. It's like, and oh, just it's like, like Prince by it. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess like the, the, the timbre of like the snare, booch, booch, because I was just going, booch, booch. it just it <laughs> set off my whole alarm cat. system. And we're like, what oh, no. happened? And we pull up the app to see what triggered it. It's like window break sensor. I'm like, I don't it even remember. It was me. It was me. <laughs> Blame it on Prince. <laughs> yep. Totally. It's his fault. His ghost yeah. is going, yeah. Yeah, baby. I, I do that. <laughs> I did that. You know, I blame it on princes. Three princes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you here. Um, so everyone knows Andrew is sick. Um, poor, as he's posted about, as he shared on the story, uh, he did get coronavirus. He got the Rona. He got COVID. Uh, he's feeling much better today uh, as we were recording this. However, um, Joe stepped up to guest host with me today. 
um, for this week's episode. Oh, and yeah. in case everyone, anyone's wondering, yes, I was around Andrew, uh, but I'm five days out and I've got my fifth negative test. I've been testing every day. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah. So, um, so far, so good. You know, people act like it's absolutely a guarantee if you're around someone with coronavirus or COVID that you're going to get it. Um, you know, I'm back, I'm vaxxed, I'm boosted. Obviously that had, has had at least some benefit. Mm. And from what I understand, the longer the incubation period, just the less likely it is you're going to get it. Because even if you were like exposed to it enough, uh, that gives a vaccine like the, the ramp up it needs to kick its ass. So yeah. So you don't know yeah. exactly mm. when it exactly happens with infection contagion. So, Hey, I yeah. think the vaccines do their work. Most everyone's and everyone's different and you know it's like if if it helps you 90 percent of the time which i think that's what the the rate was like 93 percent effectiveness rate if you're even if you're still getting just bombarded with it that's going to mm-hmm. make it less likely like it's, it's going to get through at some point so you know i was wearing masks a lot over the weekend uh, when i was around other people and i didn't get it and rick hasn't gotten it so um it's it's possible it's possible (laughs) (laughs) nothing is foolproof of course (laughs) yeah i've never tested positive last summer yeah 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 i'm 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 glad you stay safe during that because i remember when you're talking about that and it was like yeah he's got it i was like oh my god stay in another room (laughs) like try to not like you know breathe around each other hopefully you don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah we were we were actually wearing masks around each other in the house he was he was basically asymptomatic. He had like a fever one day, mm. and uh, but he wouldn't have known if he had he had a fever unless I'd gone in and taken his temperature. It was just kind of a hot day, but I'm like, um, babe, this is a hundred degrees or hundred and one degrees. Uh, let That's me go get you an. I, I'm gonna get you a Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. And so the fever went down, but it's like he felt fine. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough COVID talk. Yes, we've um, had enough of that for two year, two and a half years now or so. Yep. As my brother said, I'm just sick of talking about it. I'm like, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm also sick of talking about it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be, hope I'm never sick of talking about dope-ass pedals, though. No, never. Yeah. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. And there have been some good ones out lately. Um one one trend though you and I were talking about before we started recording, so maybe we could bring that one back. There, oh, there have yeah. been a lot more like artist branded pedals. Like I know Keeley has pretty much always done it. The Moon is kind of inspired by Gilmore, um, which is just a cool pedal on its own. To me, it sounds more uh, Isley Brothers, but uh, yeah. so I know like this was a, a I guess a, a couple months ago. Sorry. <clears throat> Rude Tech put out the Falcon Drive. Oh, wow. Which I, lo- I love the art. Also, just so gorgeous and, and fun. Yeah, I, got, I was I one that. of the early adopters, so I got the pink knob version, which I appreciate. Awesome. Though we know Andrew would prefer the current version, which has orange knobs. But oh, this no, is, of course. Him and orange, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is by uh, Jesse at Rude Tech. It's for the Aquabats. It's called the Falcon Drive. And um, like I wasn't even hired to demo this, I just bought it. Yeah, because I like I want to own everything Jesse ever makes, uh, so I was not going to miss <laughs> like, out. What on are you making? I need this now. Like you're not yes. even done yet. I need it. <laughs> but it is kind of a dual overdrive and distortion with this blend oh, knob. Nice. Over uh, counterclockwise, it's overdrive, 
And then on the other side, it's distortion. The tone mob seems to, the tone mob, love the tone mob. Love you, Blake. <laughs> great, 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 great job. <laughs> the tone knob is widely usable. Like sometimes on tone knobs, it's hmm. like in the dark side, it's just kind of like, it's always too like gruh-y for me. Yeah. And then sometimes um, when you turn up the tone, it gets too like brittle and awful. I feel like this is just tuned really well. And then the gain is pretty nice. You can get some lower-ish overdrive sounds or some really gnarly distortion tones. And I've been obsessed, obsessed with this since I got it. I emailed Jesse immediately. I'm like, this is, this is really, really good. My life. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you for making me so happy with overdrive. It's so nice. I, that, I make lots of, yeah. so, I make lots of songs now. Thank you. I make, I make lots of noise. Thanks. Yes. I was like learning, um, yeah, I was learning a guitar solo, and I was like, I need a little bit of gain. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. It's, so <laughs> it's, like, it's like probably Rick being in the room, and it's like, I know I've played this 40 times, but I can't stop. <laughs> Are you that way with Carlos, too? Because, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, Rick is so patient about it. But I'm like, yes. it's making my fingers happy, like as Ryan Burke says. That really tickles my fingers. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, like, sorry, not sorry. You'll love it. It'll be in your head for the next week. You'll love it, honey. Don't worry. Rick, 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 actually, I think he he doesn't seem to mind at all. Um, No. And we just like, he just, it's like, that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's a good one. I don't deserve him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell him that. (laughs) Nobody keep my husband in on the fact that he's, I'm undeserving. (laughs) He's making us barbecue right now. He's working hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So the that's one of them. But you do you have the church's pedal from Old Blood? Yeah, I actually do. Uh, nice. Actually want, yeah, I, I was really excited about this pedal when they started talking about. I'm in the Discord for Blood Noise Endeavors, so um, when they were first talking, oh yeah, we're gonna have a pedal dropping in May, and I was like, okay, I hope I hate it because <laughs> I didn't. I already was looking to get the uh, Mass Effects tremolo because I was a beta tester oh, for it, and yeah, I fell yeah, in love yeah. with it. So the when I left my tremolo? house, I had to. Yeah, the, tra- the harmonic tremolo. So I had to send it to the next person, which I was heartbroken because I loved it so much. So since then, like, you know, you know, waiting like some woman that's waiting for their guy to come back from the war. I was looking at no other harmonic tremolo. And I was like, I will wait for you. <laughs> like, I just yeah. waited for this to come to market. And then uh, at the same time, I was like, OK, you guys are releasing, you know, a pedal in May. Oh, the timing is so bad <laughs> because for your wallet. Started, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I hope I hate it, but I have a thing where my biggest, I guess, a, a pedal, I guess, vice or addiction, better said, uh, are reverb delays and modulation. Those are my biggest weakness. Uh, and <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be a reverb." I'm like. Oh. Uh, okay, well, you know, I mean, I have the dark star, I have the sunlight, you know, I mean, I might be okay. Like, yeah, it's our first stereo, like stereo reverb modulation. I'm like, no, oh, no. why'd you have to say stereo? <laughs> yes, and I, I love stereo, so I'm just like, fuck. I had, I so you got I, it. Yeah, I was financially irresponsible. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, so I mean, what, uh, let's let's tell people what the effect is. What does it do? 
Um, there are two sides. There is the, you know, uh, the screen side and the violence side. Uh, the violence is a distortion. It's kind of like its own unique, like, original circuit that it created with Churches the Band. Uh, nice. They were thinking kind of like a... like a mod podge of ideas where it was like uh they three transistors which kind of with each of the diodes had you know basically it it adds gain each -hmm. of the transistors um it really is pretty cool how it the more kind of distortion you add um it's really great that you add it to screen which is like a reverb modulation side so you also Mm -hmm. have a switch to go what's first uh i i love that Oh yes, it's so good. And like, I would I would put the reverb first. I think. Oh yeah, no yeah. shoegazy, shoegazy, yeah, <laughs> yes, or something like that. Yeah, it's and like it's cool. like a it's like the um the reverb X uh, that had that was basically I love a reverb with distortion. I, I just oh, am a yeah. sucker for it. Bookworm has one. The Malticano, um, the Pelican Noiseworks Benford had uh had one as one of those modes and i am just they're just some of the funnest things i think to play with they are they're totally the funnest pedals uh when you have reverb and distortion together i mean even the fact that this you know it it does great in mono it does the stereo the cool thing is i also liked about the violence side is that you can if you hold both of the foot switches down it does a stacked uh, distortion. So then you'll have two instead of a you know stereo of like modulation and the uh, stereo of you'll then get stereo like distortion. But if you click on the screen, it then shuts off the stacked. So you just basically have to know that you can't do the stacked and the screen at the same time. Okay. Uh, it actually is really cool with the screen side the most though. Uh, and in the mode one, it's these thing that it does where the modulation changes the more you change the screen not like the big knob on it like in the lowest setting you'll get a chorus then as you keep going like 11 12 o'clock it's going to start doing a little bit more modulation and adding kind of like a uh slap back then like a multi-tap and then a really long reverb as you get to max it's kind of like sunlight but like controllable sunlight because sunlight is great but she is kind of like a overwhelming amount of ambient reverb which is great she can be yeah absolutely she can be Um, i mean shit she can be a freeze pedal yes that was talking about how long it can go on forever (laughs) forever uh but yeah and these the second mode, which is really great, I loved a lot. When I first started playing it, I just stayed in that mode. Um, it basically goes at a range of short reverb. And then as you turn the screen knob again to max, it starts to blend out the short reverbs and then start to blend in the long reverb. And at its max setting, I can hear the crush of the Dark Star, very similar. So I love how they incorporate a lot of ideas from their other pedals yeah and in this it's it, it they, I, they uh, do that oh but and at the same time it's not like it's making the other pedal no. useless no it's just like hey we took this spice from that mm-hmm. and we put the spice over there Thank as you. well just but it's still like it's still <laughs> really good over here but just like we just want to 
a taste, you know? No, of course. It's, and yeah. uh, like I've noticed with people, even on the old blood noise endeavors, discord, a lot of them like to buy double of the same pedal. And I didn't understand that at first. I was like, well, I have one. I mean, I don't understand why you need like two of sunlight. And before when I used from my demo, the first sunlight, at one point they had a colorway, which was the yellow one, which I have now the banana smoothie, which I love so much. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to let go of the original pink one. But hey, before I send this off to a friend, because we did a trade, um, let me see what they were talking about with these stacked uh, two sunlights together. Yeah. I understand now. <laughs> I will never like. I will never. So say, it was stacked in um, in pair in series, not not in parallel. I did it. I did it oh. stacked, you know, next to each other, and then I also yeah. had the Cooper Effects uh, signal selector, and right. then I had them in parallel too. And I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so good." Well, I guess you're going to your new house now. <laughs> like, at least I know what that's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I always love it. And I love that there's such these these two pedals especially are such thoughtful. They're they're thoughtful. They're unique. Yeah. They're not they're not boring, and no. they're also not like signature models for extremely well known bands. Like Aquabats, famous obviously. Churches has had a lot of airplay on like college radio and stuff. And like I I've I've only really listened to the first Churches record, but I love it. I think it's I so would, great and inventive and cool, yeah. just cool sounding. Yeah. And that they are getting uh, bands of that caliber who are just, you know, doing unique and fun stuff yeah. are deemed worthy of having signature pedals, even though they're not, you know, virtuosos like Daniel Donato. Like he has a bunch of, or Yvette Young, who both have, I, love you. I wouldn't, you I don't know yeah. if they're, they're, I guess Daniel Donato does have a phaser specifically his from Keeley, if I'm mm. remembering correctly. Yvette's had some like custom um colorways like the Zvex instant lo-fi Zvex yeah, instant lo-fi junkie yeah. has her colorway on that one. A Sarah lipstick loomer. Yeah, they've they had a release on that. They've had Keely does great with doing lots of like um special mm-hmm. art for artists. Um uh, but like having bands, especially a female fronted band like churches with a signature cool. pedal, really, really cool. Um, no, it's great. And on their album that they use this pedal on, I would say if you really want a taste of what that pedal sounds like, the first track, uh, you know, I think it's uh, asking for a friend. Uh, if you listen to that track on the synths, like it's there, you can hear it. That's the pedal. This whole oh, album, cool. it's written with this pedal. So first track, most apparent. You'll hear, you'll hear all of its goodness. <laughs> That's really great. Um, sometimes you know they don't they don't end up in time for the actually. Pedal. I, I know, yeah, I know. Right, yeah, using it. Well, it's inspired by what I used yeah. on the album. <laughs> that kind of thing happens a lot. Um, yeah. but at least actually, I like the change yeah. the change that they're doing more of having pedals paired in with 
albums. Uh, the other one that I wanted to bring up was the one that, again, it's an old blood noise kind of thing, but Dan uh, released with his band yeah. Plain Speak, the Calamity Drive, which is an overdrive. So I mean, yeah. that was another one that they wrote. They basically did a thing where he was writing it. I saw some of his Instagram posts where there was some kind of pedal that was marked up. So I was wondering whether when they were talking about the May pedal, where it was that was the one. I was like, okay, I don't have to worry Maybe. about it. So it ended up being not Old Blood Noise, but as the yeah. band, they basically passed mm-hmm. the pedal around. They got ideas, wrote the album with it that they're going to release. I mean, I think that's kind of cool to like use it as everyone coming up with ideas with something. They're like, hey, well, why don't we yeah. just release it as something that if someone likes it, you know, what they heard in the album, they too can create those kind of sounds. And that makes it feel less forced. Yeah. You know, less... Um, just, less like marketing. You know, it's like this yeah, is actually this is like actually a tool yeah. that we really used, which is I think another reason that the Keeley artist series um, art on their pedals is, is neat mm-hmm. because it represents you know artists who actually use that pedal and not so much like I found an opportunity to make make some extra yeah. money by putting my name on something their name on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm saying that happens particularly oh, often, um, but you know, it's pretty cool. Um, but that reminds me, I w- I, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but let me see if I can find a Guitar World article, because we're talking about women in guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just figure this one out. Jason from Working Class Music sent this to me, and I have no idea where to find it. But essentially, it's... It's elusive. Let me... I. Two seconds. Signature guitar. Oh, maybe I can spell guitar correctly. It's only a word I've spelled a thousand times before. Um, maybe. So, mm, yep, there it is. And let me pull up this other related looking article. So the first article is um, by Matt Owen. It was published uh, on the 8th. And the headline is female and non-binary artists make up less than 6% of the signature electric guitar market. And he does stipulate that this is actively sold non-limited edition artist models. Like, so you could go into the store and buy the Hearst or buy the Jason Isbell Telly. You don't have to like custom order it. Um, like I think Nita Strauss has a few guitars that like are hers. Yeah, Nita has a few. Oh yeah, I saw I saw one of the new ones in release again. Nam, it looked really nice. Yeah. So of the 226 signature electrics available from today's 21 biggest guitar brands, only 13 come from artists who identify as female or non-binary. And on the show, I'm not sure if you remember, Andrew and I talked about how Fender said. I think it was going to be 2020. They were going to have more female signature guitars than in one year in the history of the company. And I think that ended up being, um, I'm not sure if they counted the Billie Eilish uke. I um, think, I think they from might what have. I remember, uh, they also had, I don't know if it was 2021 or this year, but uh, Tash Sultana, I think they Tosh, were yeah, they, they had. Yeah, yeah so that, that's like the non-binary artist on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, so there was also the Herstrat and the Chrissy Hindtelli. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was hoping they were going to do the, the Squire 51 that uh, Alicia from Bully plays. 
because I want that guitar. <laughs> You're um, like, so, make it, please. I yeah. want it now. My money here. Go make. <laughs> yeah. So that was three. And then the Billie Eilish uke, if they want to count that, makes it four. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was a big year for it. I'm not sure if they've come out with a female artist signature <sighs> since then. I don't think um, so. And then I was shocked to hear that Gresh and Jackson, who I just, I didn't even realize they had signature models, zero actively from women, uh, which was mm. disappointing. Um, yeah. So it was, when you, when you consider that Fender also put out, you know, um, that study that showed 50% of people yeah. who buy new guitars, new guitar players are, are women. Yeah. And when you take that Gabrielle from her, AKA her, you know, she said that she hoped her guitar would inspire more, you know, basically black girls and girls of color to. Yeah, that's what I was hoping too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that because thing. when you have. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have people to look up to who, Diversity. you know, are a mirror to you. That's, that's why, you know, whether we know it or not, we tend to really look up to people with, in whom we see like a mirror. Um, so something, somebody who maybe came from our state or city or looks like us, uh, yeah. we have certain affinities for them. And if they do it, we're like, well, maybe I can do it too. Exactly. And the other thing is that I really appreciate in having more diversity, either in rock or other forms of music, is we're getting to hear other flavors of expression that we otherwise don't, that we yeah. have a certain type of music and with no saturation of other colors it be, then over time becomes stagnant and it, and that's what it doesn't yeah yeah that's what's happened to rock a lot i think it has um, personally and i'm always a proponent in everything that i do that the mm -hmm. more diversity you have the more diverse opinions experiences oh, yeah. uh, you're just going to get better everything. I think this applies to business hiring practices. Like everything. Totally. Yeah. And you know, it can, it's like, how many times have you seen like an ad on TV and the comments are all like, it's pretty clear there was not a woman in that boardroom or a woman in that, uh, <laughs> that pitch meeting because like, otherwise, like, how do you not know that like little Caesar's pizza looks like a sanitary napkin, AKA a pad. <laughs> I think I saw that. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, you mean. <laughs> it's like, if there was a woman in there, she hated all y'all and was <laughs> just letting it happen. Well, I mean, I'm sure it absorbed the marinara. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Normalized using marinara and pad commercials. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine like Italian accent of grandmother oh, spilling all the ragu on. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, we've, we've warped minds right now. We apologize. We did. Uh, so Ibanez has two. Uh, Yvette Young has two Talman models specifically. And then Larry Basilio Nita Strauss. So that's four from Ibanez. Mm -hmm. um, so then there is... Question. Reba uh, McIntyre has an... Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, Meyer. As McIntyre. far as like, I know, I think we've talked about this previously, but I think, uh, what's it called? Lizzie from Hailstorm kind mm -hmm. of Lizzie always Hale. had like 
their I was an Epiphone or one of Gibson's. their guitars, and I think Gibson. She's yeah. always and had it, uh, Explorers and Explore, and then she has her Explore Bird, which is a completely new design. It's my this year, yeah, that's which is really cool. Year. They finally yeah. kind of did like a signature with her, but this whole time it's like, come on, it's right there. Like, I feel like they might have had some like custom shop ones with hmm. her. Um, or her. Emily yeah. Wolf, I might be getting those confused, but uh, yeah, they also had Nancy Wilson's uh, Epiphone Nighthawk and Emily Wolf's uh, Sheraton mm-hmm. Stealth, Nancy. which is yeah. a really hot looking Epiphone. But yeah, uh, the rest of the thirteen brands didn't have. Well, yes, again, ESP has Reba Meyer, not McIntyre. Wow, I see Reba Whoa. M, and my brain just auto corrected that. <laughs> to Reba McIntyre. I'm so sorry, Reba Meyer. Uh, I apologize profusely. Please we just need accept. Like a little we apologize for this mispronouncing of your name. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Reba. I mean, I'm sure it's. Ha- I'm sure she's used to it. Like, I'm used to being called Emmy Lou. It's fine. That's okay. My, my name has been butchered so many times. My yeah. original name, every time I go to, like, somewhere, it's just like, it's pronounced so many ways. I'm like, yeah. Whatever you mm-hmm. said, it's fine. <laughs> so Gresh has 14 male signature models. Jackson has 16 male. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they don't say how many male models these brands have, but Charvel, Dean, ESP, Squire, Kramer, Sire, Solar, Sterling, Washburn, Yamaha don't currently have female signature <laughs> models. Um, PRS offers an or- Orianthi private stock model. That's not what I was saying. Yeah, not I was going to say Orianthi. Not yeah, Nita. Definitely with PRS for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen her models. But you can't, you, that's a limited. That's edition. a custom. Yeah, that's limited custom. You have to special order that one. There's no way that that's like, you know, uh, you or me or anybody else looking to get one of hers. And I think it's rather a shame because I think as PRS to have a signature that is of a woman or non-binary anyone, it obviously makes it accessible and you'll have more players playing your guitars and there's more of that sound than out there. I think it's, they're doing themselves a disservice by not kind of trying to bleed into that market. Yeah. And, you know, again, because I know people are going to say that like Taylor Swift has had signature models. I think Taylor Swift has a signature Taylor guitar. Taylor, yes. I think Taylor, Uh, yes, for sure. I'm not sure. I think they might have just been talking about electric guitars in this article, frankly. Um, That would make sense, I think. I think think it would basically be acoustics. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, but that doesn't make it less valid and cool. Um, Of course. What who oh yeah there i'm pretty sure she also had a limited squire or a squire signature. I know Courtney Love has had a signature squire, um, her Venus guitar and i think avril lavigne has also had one so it's not like really? unheard of i think let me look yeah avril let me double check that lavigne. one because i didn't remember i didn't remember hearing the adam you know avril lavigne one let's see avril lavigne had a signature squire it was a black squire telecaster with the checkerboard van-esque checkerboard print on it oh, yeah, it looks like a single straps. humbucker yeah. in the bridge <laughs> And then it's it's actually just like, yeah. And then of course, Machine Gun Kelly's. We can I can talk about Machine Gun Kelly today. Uh, let me <laughs> look up Taylor Swift. I can Google stuff too while I type Joe Rogan. Uh, she has currently a signature baby Taylor acoustic guitar. It's a little cute, cutesy for my taste, but probably, I don't think it's her. It's probably like a GS, one of their small model Taylors. 
It's a baby Taylor. Yeah, baby. A little baby Taylor. I feel like I feel like that's not her only signature guitar. And let me just confirm mm. Courtney Love, although I'm pretty yeah, Courtney Love definitely had one. Probably for sure. Um yeah, it's the Venus. They're actually pretty unique looking. Um, it's two, it's a, the Squire Venus is a signature series guitar released in 97 and co-designed by Courtney Love. So she and Kurt both made really weird looking Fender, Fender Squire <laughs> guitars, you know, it's unique. Have you ever seen one? I'm actually looking right now looking to up. like take a look at what it looks like. Oh, wow. It's yeah. Yeah. That's really string. <laughs> it's a 12 string, a 12 string Squire. Oh, there was six or twelve string. The Venus twelve. No, there was an. I'm looking at the yeah. uh, six string right now, and it's yeah, almost the weight is kind of like a really yeah, really heavy offset kind of look. I, yeah, it's. I can't tell yeah. if it's offset or if it's just like a different. Yeah, the weight is just a different said, shape like, on one side. That's what I'm thinking. Like that's what's yeah. confusing me. I'm trying to think. Like, is it an offset? Is it not? But the weight yeah. and the pickguard design make it uh, visually appear like it is. Yeah, yeah. It possibly could be. You know, Absolutely. my guess is people looked at them back then, and like in '97, I can't imagine paying a thousand dollars for a Squire no. guitar. No, I think 97. I think the uh, 90, 1997. I'm looking at Reverb right now. So the 1997-98 Surf Green with Gig Bag, they're basically doing like uh, was it 1300 with 45 dollars shipping? But it's it actually looks pretty cool, at least That's, as far as like that color goes with the. Is that the uh, six white. string or the twelve string? No, this is a six string. Okay, I'm going to yeah, count to see how much. Oh my see, god, inflation is that can't. Oh, so that would be like paying eighteen hundred dollars for a Squire guitar in nineteen ninety-seven. I simply can't imagine. Oh well, God, <laughs> that's for wow. that's for the twelve string. The six string was six ninety-nine, um, and so that would be twelve hundred dollars, which is still yeah, like so that went up. Yeah, inflation for sure. That's like how much the Jag Spang costs. I think. So the Jag Stang is selling for twelve ninety nine. I can't. Yeah, it's like it's like thinking of all like the discontinued guitars, oh like God. what you bought them for then, and then seeing how they are now, and we're just like, what? what? I bought my first guitar in nineteen ninety nine for two hundred dollars. Let's do that game. Three hundred fifty yeah, bucks. Let's let's look at the inflation game right now. Like what? So what I paid for my first Squire guitar is about what new Squires cost now. So. <laughs> 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 Moving on up. Moving on up. It's the same price. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of course, inflation is. Oh no, of course. Yeah. I mean, when they announced that whole, uh, the uh, Squire JM uh, Jazz Master or J Mascus, when they were discontinuing that, I was just like, oh, I think, A, that's such a bad decision, but also, oh, the market is going to be so bad because it's. But it hasn't been up. yet. It hasn't right been yet. Right now. Oh, yeah, I was thinking. Mm-hmm. They're about the same. Right? Oh, they must still have yeah. stock because there are. They made a million of them. Is I think what it is. And some of those others, like the limited series, like Pawn Shop series, um, Offset mm. Special, they didn't make a ton of those. So they didn't make a lot of the Tenor Tellies, like the one that I paid too much money for, but I really like it. Um, so yeah, this article also. Uh, there's another article. Let's see if it's by the same person. It probably is. Yep, by the same person. 10 signature guitars we want to see. So he's basically women that he thinks deserve them. I think the yeah. first one's obvious. Sister Rosetta Tharp and a oh, 51 totally. Gibson Les Paul SG. 
Why not? Why does it I not feel exist like, already? I feel like they recently like remade this guitar. And I don't know if her family just wasn't into it, but it doesn't bear her name. Yeah, they use it in know. they use her image in the advertising though. Um but <clears throat> yeah. They launched a Sister Rosetta Tharp merch collection. So I'm actually, sure there were some limitations. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Oh, you can get the tour jacket for just 90 bucks. That's actually not a bad price for like a varsity style tour jacket. Some pennants, a strap that I have no business owning, and some, some pretty nice looking t shirts. Is that the, the one that they did? Is it the white one that she had? What colors? Uh, her guitar oh, was a, was like a cream okay. color. Yeah, because I'm so thinking about the black and white photos. That's why it looks white to me. Um, yeah, my guess is it was a cream. Um, you know, I don't think white, straight yeah. white looks very good on television, which is why they started doing the TV yellow, because um, mm -hmm. it just looked better. I like that T-shirt. I sent you a link. The tour jacket's obviously dope. <laughs> You're like, I'm shopping with my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. This jacket's great. I have no business owning another jacket. It's got a white rose on the oh, nice. um, on the chest, and on the back it's it like Sister Rosetta Tharp. It looks really cool. Uh, I need it like a whole. Sounds pretty cool. I'll take a look at it when I get a chance. Yeah. But yeah, my my whole thing is I have a love of jackets. It's like uh, unrequited yeah, love because in like Florida. I live. Yes, that's what I said. Like yeah. I live in Florida. Like every year around winter, I go in my closet and I run my finger straight along my uh, coat rack and I go, who's the lucky one this year that gets to be worn for one day this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's the lucky one? I so, love yeah, everywhere Seattle, I go. Man. I'm still so wearing I'm, my jackets. I have this really dope jacket from Tree Fort Festival that I wear when it's really cold. Now I have my friend's jacket. It's too warm to wear it while my mom's in town, even though she's the one who bought it yeah. for me. Yeah. <sighs> so the next one is Phoebe Rich, Phoebe Bridgers, and this cracks me up. Custom BC Rich Warlock. Because she always oh plays God. one. <laughs> she always plays one. I had warlock. one of those. I had Who one did it? Oh, I didn't have one. I, I wasn't had one. enough. I had one, a black one. Yes. I admit, no shame. I had the Warlock and the BC. Yeah. <laughs> well, this looks like, according to this article, she started using a budget bronze model. Mm -hmm. um, but BC Rich seems to have sent her something much nicer. A custom satin black model with perloid binding. Nice. Floyd Rose Tremolo and Fishman Fluids humbuckers. I feel and, like the uh, inlay should has... have been like little ghosties or something. Like something should have been. <laughs> I love that she always plays a baritone guitar with a capo on the fourth mm -hmm. fret. And people are like, why would you do that? I'm like, because I think it still makes the scale shorter overall, like playing a shorter scale guitar. Because you can and then yeah. do what you want. <laughs> like, I, I would have to do the do. math. I should do the math to see if putting a capo on the fourth fret of a baritone ultimately makes it. The, like a much shorter scale well i know at least if we're talking ukuleles if you have a baritone and you put it on the fifth fret then you obviously have the classic tuning of a ukulele so mm -hmm. that's that's the conversion with that yeah it depends like baritone guitars can be tuned to different things i think most mm -hmm. people uh set it to b uh which is which makes sense to then just kind of it it, it makes the math easier yeah. because the b is what goes before the e on the high string so then that just kind of gives your brain a slightly better <laughs> indication of where 
where the notes are on the fretboard. At least that's that's how I've done it. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I was playing the seven string guitar, the low string was always turned to B. So um, that made it really a lot easier to just dive right in. But yeah. often when I play, I, I, I play a lot with, with a baritone guitar live. It's with a woman named Sue. And I tune it to C or C sharp because okay. it correlates with the, the key that I play the most open notes on. Mm-hmm. And obviously if I was tuned to B, I would have to fret. <laughs> you would or, have to Or I'd have to use a capo. <laughs> oh, no. How could you? How could you do such a thing? Nothing makes me think to myself, you are a terrible, rude guitarist. Or like... No. You're you're taking yourself. You're removing a tool that could make your life easier no, for no reason than when you bitch about someone using a capo. No, like when I was in uh, an acoustic band, we we're doing kind of cover originals, so it was like rock or like punk music, but making them like slowed down acoustic uh, versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I always used at times a capo, more so because of where my voice was. As mm-hmm. opposed, you know what I mean? So every song, yeah. like I'd have it third fret, or this one I'd have second fret, just obviously to keep everything within my vocal range, like not, I was like, yeah. I think it's perfectly acceptable. Everyone uses it for different reasons. It's not cheating. It's not anything. It's just, no, it's hey, just it gets me there quicker. It's a tool. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's everything a tool is. the same way a compressor or a reverb pedal is a tool. My, my take is that if you bitch about capos, you're not allowed to use amplifiers or pedals. And there's never enough reverb on the board. If you have five, there's room for one more. Obviously. <laughs> Did you watch the video of uh, the Dr. Mike video that I released yesterday? Did you have time to watch that one? I didn't have time to watch. I'm going to have to. Man. Have well, to catch we're, up. we're playing at Ryan Burke's house, of course. And then we're like, well, let's turn off the reverb. And then we're like, oh, there's which one's the reverb? Oh, there it is. Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> he had two reverbs on. <laughs> he had too many. Like, whoa. All right. So the third one here is Melanie Fay, who's a phenomenal player. Uh, Custom Kiesel. Kessel? Kate Kiesel. I've never heard that word said out loud. Um, She's a phenomenal, phenomenal young guitarist. I think she's based out of Nashville. Um, Yeah. I, I, she used to play Fenders, I think. And I was like, Fender needs to get her a signature. And then she's one of my my guests. (laughs) Yeah. Susan Tedeschi should definitely get a signature strat uh, from Tedeschi Trucks. It is surprising she doesn't already have one. I agree with the writer here. But, yeah. Samantha Fish, a Gibson SG. Uh, Joanne Shaw-Taylor, a Fender Esquire. Millie Brosh. Do they have uh, Jessica Dobson on that list? (laughs) I'm going to keep going. Let's right. see. Uh, I'm wondering if they did, because that's what I think. No, J-Dobbs didn't they make should. the list. No, she definitely should have like a signature jazz master for sure. <laughs> or Starcaster. Or that, yeah, or that too. Uh, I think she was the first person I ever saw play a Starcaster. Imagine like an actual f- a Fender redoing Starcasters with Jessica Dobson as the, the namesake That would there. be incredible. I would That'd love that. Really cool. I, would, I would have yeah. to restrain myself. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't restrain myself. I, I wouldn't restrain. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, no, I'm I not mean, preventing. I'm going to have my joy. <laughs> I'm going to have it now. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I affectionately blame you obviously for my Ampro too. So we're going to, we're going to say that I affectionately blame you for it. You and my mother both. <laughs> This is like it's, it's so a pretty. 
I love that guitar. I love that um, too. Like it's it's amazing. I I, I don't I use it as much. It. I don't use it as much in demos, but I do play it quite a lot. Um, yeah. It is like I I wear so much dark clothing. I want to wear mm-hmm. um, a more contrasting kind of yeah. guitar. Usually, I, I wear a lot of black. Them. You know, here mm-hmm. I am wearing black again. Uh, most of the time, and like when I do do kind of like the demos and stuff, I always wear lighter colors, which is counter what typically is me so like blues purples and things like that and whatever like dressed up for like the house band segment it's always colors <laughs> to like often the darker guitar at least yeah so that it pops as opposed to my wearing black <laughs> you're styling in a lot of those videos no they're real. all different they're all different musicians yeah. so i kind of have to play up the, some of the stereotypes there <laughs> i love that so if you're not if people aren't already following you can you can you tell them where they can find you yeah, you can find me in a few places. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, which mostly I post on for the most part. Uh, it mm-hmm. is I am Joan of Heart. Um, and then on TikTok, it's just Joan of Heart. Um, those videos I post there as well. Um, and of course, Pedal Playhouse is the main YouTube channel on which you can check out where I animate pedal art to talk to me. It comes to life. Uh, we go through all the settings, have fun, and then it all ends in kind of like in an ensemble band house band like uh mm-hmm. music you know uh, they take they blow my mind i can't imagine how much <laughs> time they oh take. no it's 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 animating the pedals yeah yeah it's, the order on the pedal it takes a lot of yeah. work and it's all me like i'm doing everything i do the voice mm-hmm. acting of the character i do the recording of all the music obviously all the uh, background half of researching what goes into it. I mm. even asked the builders, okay, what's in the enclosure? Like, I really like, I'm one of these people that's kind of like a sponge. I mean, I may, you know, I'm mean, probably might not, I'm not going to say never. I may not build a pedal, but I have this huge curiosity to know everything about things. Just yeah, innate curiosity to like know as much as possible. And I'm excited and fascinated by things. So I usually let that be my guide. And I figure there's other people out there too, that would like to know some of this stuff. It's, it's fun. Totally. I, I myself, I like to know enough, but I'm always mm-hmm. kind of, part of me wants to maintain a little bit of mystery with some things, <laughs> but the more I do, the more I'm like, okay, I have to, I have yeah, to, you have to yeah. And, uh, Man, I just, I remember, I, I I don't want to learn too much about movies and like how they're mm. filmed or TV shows. Like that's one, that's, so that's where I'm like able to maintain my kind of love of, um, you know, the mystery of it and yeah. just kind of be wowed. Because I remember, I remember being little and like listening to music that had like effects in it and just being mm-hmm. like, I have no idea how they got that. And just like, just being kind of overwhelmed with with it and um you know as you progress in that profession you don't get the mysteries anymore uh, or they get solved and that's oh. its own kind of like satisfaction like ah yeah i know how they did that yeah um, i like that quite a yeah. bit actually there was but a friend I of love mine it. go ahead yeah there was a friend of mine that had a similar kind of take on that he was like yeah the more i got into the music the more like the magic like disappeared behind it. Yeah. But I've always kind of felt like it didn't. It actually made it more magical, at least for me, because I knew more of what was behind it. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the guitar to me is more like the paintbrush. And of course, when it comes to effects pedals or whatever you're coloring, the room is the canvas. So when you are thinking about ways of, oh, you use this, you know, oh, that sounds like a tremolo or oh, that sounds like, you know, this part of the song that used heavy reverb. 
you know, you yourself then can experiment with mm-hmm. those kind of things because you can hear them in the music that you hear now and then take it as part of your own expression as well. So I'm, for me, because I you're, think you're an art there. person because you're a graphic designer by trade. Yeah, I was like graphic and, designer, yeah. maybe arts, video editing, so like much, everything. So much of music, is, of art, I should say, is <laughs> like to be able to really appreciate it, it you yeah. need to know the vocabulary. There's a point oh, yeah. where like there's one thing, it's one thing to like look at, you know, these beautiful structures or mm-hmm. look at a beautiful mosaic, but yeah. being able to understand the language, like especially in older art, understand what's going on. What do those things ma- mean? How did it progress from something else? And how did it pro- like, how yeah. did it go? Like, how did it inspire what came after it? Like for me in art that always, um, that never took away from the, the enjoyment of the no. mystery. Um, and Music, not not so much, um, hmm. but it, I don't have quite the sense of absolute wonder uh, that all, at all times, <laughs> pretty much. So <laughs> like I sprinkle, uh, yeah. wi- I sprinkle wonder in sometimes, and other times yeah. I like reality. <laughs> yeah, this is spice. Another spice. Yeah, spicy. Uh, and I hope I, I hope I never lose. Yeah. So um, I think it's good to yeah. keep that. I think so too. You know. Um, like I, I think it's easy to to be like, I know if people have ta- like pointed out like last year when three boost pedals came out the same month and this year it seems to be a bunch of delay pedals and earlier this year was a the bunch year, of overdrives. The year had two twos in it, all right. Year of the delay, twenty twenty two <laughs> two twos. It's a delay. Repeat, we, we already be foretold. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like I get being bored with that from like um a, a pedal fan's perspective. Um, but I like it when there's still people doing creative things or just things that sound good at a great price. Or, um, like I was checking out some Dreadbox pedals and it's been a long time since I've looked at Tremolo and said, this does things I've never thought were possible. I love those pedals. Yeah. Yeah. I really love them a lot. Um, I'm hoping to get my hands on some, but who knows? (laughs) Um, That was one of the, that was one of the things that I had one of those experiences, I think a little bit around uh, the beginning of the year. uh, We had, um, I got the swan hunt and there's an actual effect that I discovered with it and playing with it. And I would strum a chord and then immediately as I, you know, palm muted and stopped it was almost like a slapback that also had like a pitch shift down effect. I was like, oh, that's so cool. But it was like mm-hmm. such a such a moment, like happy accident, like kind mm-hmm. of moment. I was like, oh, I th- oh. let me take a photo of that. I want to do that in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take a picture, take a picture. <laughs> yeah, take a picture of my settings, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, and that's cool. Like, I think that people are often they don't even realize how limited by their own creativity they are. I'm pretty aggressively aware of where I'm being limited by my own creativity. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that I love so much the community of like demo artists. Oh, I do too. Uh, just like I watching what they do. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching what they do without trying to crib it later. Cause that yeah. happens sometimes. <laughs> Just like, oh, if that's possible, I wonder if this is possible too, kind of thing. Of course. Because like yeah, I do a demo, I'm, I don't want to do exactly what, you no. know, somebody else already did. Like, no, what's of course. Some, I was looking, because I'm getting, I'm getting a synthesizer. This oh, is big, great. big news for me. Perfect circuit is sending me a synthesizer. 
Yeah, it's um, so Perfect Circuit is sending it to me. Uh, affiliate link in the video description. Um, nice. But they're sending me a JX08 and then the little 25 key keyboard thing. classic sounds out of that. Yeah, I was looking at the videos. A lot of the videos were just, I'm going to go through the stock patches. I'm going to play through all the patches. I'm like, I want someone to just show me what I can do outside of the stock patches because I can I, hit those myself when as soon as I get it. Yeah, and I think yeah. in this and I'm, guil- I'm guilty of doing that kind of demo too. It's stupid, of but course, it's me. of course. And I think yeah, though, in are. this vein of when you're looking at you know doing a demo with this, I think it's really your new, own unique perspective of what's really you're going to take of it. I was like, I've seen the other demos, and that's also what I'm doing with the mall demo because I see a lot of times that people that either you know kind of speak with it and don't really sing with it or they put it in a mix or they layer it a bunch of things but it doesn't really show it standalone by itself as like a singer so i think in this regard of you looking at other demos or even me looking at other demo arts and how they do it okay how can i put my unique spin on it what's kind of missing that somebody out there may use this for in a either a indie band setting like how could they use this maybe i can take something that i enjoy or textures or things that i like and let me see about exploring those in a way that maybe somebody else can think outside the box as opposed to the other demos how they're approaching it so i look forward to seeing yours oh yeah thank you i'm not sure yet what i'll do with it um but it's gonna I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I saw so much, I've seen so much cool synth stuff recently. Um, and I have so many friends getting into synths and (laughs) yes, I I know a few of them. (laughs) Oh yeah, you do. Um, so (laughs) I was, you know, I was watching it with Rick, uh, some of the videos, like the Roland official one was actually, I think the most, he went through everything Mm -hmm. really quickly, but I still thought it was really helpful. Um, and then there are some deep dives I was not going to subject Rick to, but <laughs> you're like, honey, no, I can't do that. To you. I can't do that to you. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that so, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have time to get that demo out in July. I'm going to yeah, take your Gear time Fest. with it. Honestly, yeah. have fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to gear fest, um, flying out on the 22nd. So I just have one more full week to like, uh, create a bunch of stuff that can go the next, a couple yeah. weeks is like I'm going to be filming a gear fest, but I'm probably not going to be releasing anything from there because that would be bananas. <laughs> and I, A-N-A-N-A. I love bananas and I love banana bread, but who I am not personally <sighs> try not to try not no. to overcommit. Like I've been to like Summer Nam and no, just stuff. go there, enjoy yourself, yeah. like take it all in and experience it. Yeah, I, I think do need to make you... at least one video. I need to make one. No, you I'm going to make okay, videos. Yes, yes. I'm just not. I'm just not going <laughs> to edit them while I'm there. Probably. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah, just go there, experience it. Um, if you obviously get some video, hey, great. But yeah, I think when you try to go there with like all business, then you lose track of like really what's going on because you have just yeah. such a yeah. Yeah, and that was like I filmed a lot of content at Guitar House, but I mm. we were talking about I'm like I'd love for it to be another day so there could be like two days of just like really hardcore filming the demos and yeah. like getting getting the content and then like a day or maybe like break up those days a little bit more so there's also like some chill out time. Oh no, of course I was, you guys I was aren't rushing like, room to room. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, I love the riff trading ones that you guys. Me are doing, too. So I really do enjoy those. I want. I want to do more of those. So I'm going to yeah. try to figure out ways to do it more. How to like, do it even remote? Like yeah, the, I think that would yeah. be really fun. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us while Andrew is out sick. Of course. This has yeah, been. I think a I do great- to help. 
great chat. Um, if you all like Joe, I really recommend checking out Pedal Playhouse, a playhouse awesome. of pedals. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And check out our music too on Bandcamp and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Joe's actually a Patreon supporter herself. OG. And look what it got her, got her on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we at $5 a month, you get access to our exclusive Discord server. There's wonderful uh, people there. I love them. Yeah, all. It's, really good one. it's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. I like them. I love them all very much as well. Um, so uh, we also have merch at galsetpodcast.com slash shop, I think. But my favorite way to support channel is to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, other than using our affiliate links, of course. Those are important. <laughs> very important. They are important. I love everyone who's ever used it. Thank you if you've ever used it. Um, yeah, but that's all I've got. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Thanks for, for understanding. Listening. Thanks for understanding. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Joan of Heart. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye.